Hello, Podcast Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Be Great, Be Kind, Steve Kim Experience Podcast. I am so, so excited and super honored to have a phenomenal human being on the podcast. Uh, We connected a few months ago through Instagram, and I started following him because he's just a super genuine person who's compassionate, always paying it forward, always doing for others. That's really, that's the motive. That's really what it is. Um, so I'm super excited to have Disco. You're here. Thank you um, so much, man. I know I'm just, happy to be here. It's <laughs> the, a long time coming. It is, right? It's yeah. a long time coming. I know this morning we were just uh, yeah. talking over IG and I was like, hey, man, I'm going to be shooting a podcast. Do you want it? Can you come on? You're like, 100%. Let's yeah, do yeah, it. Let's just do it. So I love it. I love it. So um, Disco, we're going to start. So why don't you tell everyone yeah. just a little bit who, about who you are? Maybe the one or two people on Instagram that don't know who you are. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> um, that's, you know, is it weird that I've never been asked the question like that before? Disco, who are you? I don't know um, who I am. I'm just, I, like you said, I just try to be a nice guy yeah. uh, with a weird name that no one will ever forget. Um, in general, I am an entrepreneur like yourself, my friend, and yeah. I think, uh, and, and I am in the real estate niche, but I'm not a real estate agent. Um, but that's how I found you initially, yeah. and it was obviously your energy that uh, and everything you're doing that attracted me to continue that relationship and try to make something of it. But otherwise, man, I'm just like everybody else, except I think I just got a little bit more balls to say, <laughs> to say the least, to be kind, and that's what, and, yeah, you know, and yeah. to uh, sincerely care about other people. Yeah. without really caring about myself in that aspect. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, I'm here because of that. I know that. I know that's why what brought us together. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I'm happy to be here and happy to share this experience with you now. Man, <laughs> like, kindness wins. Like, really, at the end of the day, like, everyone uses the word kind to be kind, kindness and things like that. But it's a hard thing to do, right? It's a really, really hard thing to do and to kind of keep that keep that path of kindness, that true north star of staying kind. It's a hard thing to do, right? 100%. And I think, uh, and you know, as you're talking, I'm trying to think like, is it, where does kindness come from in general? Or when people do dramatically kind things, yeah. like what, like how or why does that happen, right? And, and speaking for myself, I think the only way that, the only reason why I am the way that I am besides my mom, shout out to my mom always. Yeah. Um, She's amazing, yeah. by the way. I see her on Instagram. <laughs> shout out to my mom, but... Um, I've had a lot of hardship growing up, whether I liked it or not. And I felt like always people who go through rough times in life somehow either go through one extreme or another. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And I just felt like I got to the right extreme, at least the one that the path that I wanted to go to. And it's from that hardship to to be able to recognize what life is like there. Okay. And I always knew that I had the mental game to get myself out of it or to not let it totally kill me. Yeah. Um, Especially because I've gone through it like from such a young age. Like I lived on my own until I was 17 years old, right? Lived in a car when I was 17 years old for a few months. Yeah, yeah. uh, And that's just because I was also a rebel, you know what I mean? And uh, and so if I didn't like my environment, I had no problem just walking out and dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. And so with that, um, when I see, like now that I'm older and I see people in similar situations, but without a choice, without the same reasoning I had, for example, being able to recognize that hardship in general and and what they're going through or basically having a lack of any type of support system, Mm. that inspires me because I know at the end of the day, and we were talking about this before we started, you know, we live in a society where we're hoping that, you know, no one likes the people above us. And by above us, I'm talking about government. Okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, 
growing up, I remember whether you belong to this color or that color in Canada. I remember growing up and I could at least say, you know, Jean Chrétien, I like that guy. He's yeah, a nice yeah. guy. You know, like, yeah, I didn't know too much about politics yeah. and what was going on, uh, but, but I liked him. But I feel like whether you live anywhere in North America right now, when you, when you look at the powers that be, no one likes anybody. You know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah. always like, oh, I don't want to pick that guy because I don't like him, so I'm going to pick the other guy. Yeah. So it's not because I really liked one person, right? It's like the lesser of two evils almost, That's right? That's exactly what it yeah, is. Yeah. And so, again, um, you know, if at the same note, we're all complaining, not all, but a lot of people complain or get upset that these same powers that be who have the power don't do anything to make our society, quote unquote, better or, um, I don't know, happier, for yeah, lack yeah, of a better yeah, term. Yeah, yeah. And so with that being said, you know, I think that it's only fair and it's only right that people in our position, and by our position I just mean normal people, yeah. take that initiative ourselves I to try to do it. something oh, different, yeah. right? I love that. Because waiting for the government <laughs> to do something nice or to try to help people, if that's the way we were hoping to lead our lives for uh, to, to have any type of happiness in society, then we know we're gonna we're gonna die miserable because yeah. it's just it's not gonna happen that yeah. way. So again, having you know having an understanding of that, and I know not everyone thinks the way that I think, so I'm blessed to have that way of thinking. And yeah. because of that, I have no choice. When I wake up, I'm disco. I'm happy. Yeah, I gotta be nice to people, and they're never gonna forget it. You I know, love so it. I love it. I uh-uh. love that story. I love kind of where you were, how you took those lessons to kind of formulate who you are and kind of continue down that path. Now, disco. I know you said you changed your name about nine years ago. Yeah. Tell us kind of why, like. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah like, and I don't, what's that progression like? It's so, okay, this is so funny. Um, <laughs> so I was in the car business for a long time. Yeah. And I worked uh, initially at a dealership at Young & Steels. And at Young & Steels, it's like all different types of immigrant. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> My immigrant name is Ali Murad. People okay. would call me Ali for short. Got along great at Young & Steels. Yeah. The thing is, is that also... Um, my background is Persian, but my Farsi is like no good. Anyway, because I came in when I was three months old, so I was raised Like here. my Korean? Yeah. You know, so, so the one line I always had when people, because there's a lot of Persians in that area, yep. so they'd always come in, and then obviously they'd need to speak to someone Persian, which I was no good at, but I was the only one there. So they would introduce me to them, and in Persian, I would always say, I'm so sorry, my Persian is no good, but I would say it perfectly, like perfect accent, perfect everything, because I've said it a thousand times. And then they look at me, and they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, yeah. That was flawless. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I need to get out of this area in okay. general. It was just too much for me. Yeah, so yeah. I ended up uh, working, uh, getting a job in Newmarket, Ontario, okay. which is the exact opposite of Young and Steel's. Okay? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, not, that like, it's a, not that it's a bad thing, though, right? No, like, it's, it's not just a bad very, thing. very different. It's not a bad thing at all. Um, but uh, yeah, it's different. And so I go up to I go up to Newmarket, but I'm like, um, I didn't want to be that immigrant car salesman because at the end of the day, car salesmen have a bad stigma attached to who, you know the type of person they are, right? Real estate agents, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. But even car salesmen, I think, get it a little bit worse. And every you know, I did it for ten years. Anytime someone came and before they even got to know me, I felt like they were gonna lie. Even saying their name, sometimes I'm like you're probably just saying that name because you're afraid I'm gonna somehow call you or something <laughs> yeah. after the fact, right? So, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to New Market. I'm gonna get away. I'm, I'm a new, fresh start. All this fun stuff. Um, the dealership I was working at, literally including me, had would have three salespeople. So I'm like, this is great. Like it was great for me. Yeah. Um, and I walk in, and the first thing I do is I meet the guy who's right beside me, and his name was Ali. And I'm like, 
great pain. I was like, I left so, Young and Steel. Yeah, I left this Young and Steel. I came here, and two out of the three people that work here are gonna be called Ali. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, and I look Sarah at him. This. Yeah, I look at him, and I look at me, and I'm like, we're not even the same. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You still have an accent. Like, yeah. you're the Ali. I'm not the Ali. Yeah, and yeah. then so you know, um, at the end of the day, um, the the GM of that dealership. <laughs> He's a pretty popular guy right now, actually, in the in the car world, and he has his own radio show and all this fun stuff as well, too. So shout yeah. out to Mr. Greg Carrasco. Oh, I see him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Yeah, Greg yeah. Carrasco. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, um, I had a very good connection with Greg. I always called him my dad yeah. uh, to make him feel awkward. And uh, <laughs> and so he would always look at me, too, and he's like, Yo, you're not a normal person, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not a normal person, exactly. And so literally, it was a play on every single week. He'd walk up to me and he'd be like, hey, Rockstar. Hey, what would he call me? He would call me these ridiculous names. Yeah. And then one day by accident, he said the word disco, right? Uh. I didn't think anything of it, but like in my heart, I felt I felt something. Needless to say, um, the, that next day, this was a Friday that I heard the name. So Friday night, I go shopping. Um, and I totally changed my entire look. So up until that point, I wore the same thing as every other car salesman, yep. which was a dress shirt, a tie, and pants, dress yeah. pants. And then so the next day, I walk in Saturday morning meeting. I have bow tie, suspenders, and my name's Disco. And I never, ever, ever changed and went back from that day. I was always known as the guy with the bow tie. I branded myself with the logo, and the no eye was the bow tie. Yeah, and yeah. so, and 10 years, like, no, I would say about seven years after uh, I was in the car business for seven years after that. And that's really where my whole career, my whole everything took off. That's where like I took off as well too, to gain this confidence because the hardest part about mm, that, that was the first confident. step. Yeah, yeah. The first step was, okay, so for your entire life, you had a quote unquote normal name to everybody else. Yeah. And now you're just some car salesman and you're gonna go and call yourself disco. I can tell you that a lot of my friends had no respect yeah, for that no. whatsoever. <laughs> and I was in my mid twenties at that point as well too. I, they never said it to my face, but I know half of them thought I was stupid, like for even doing something like that. And for the longest time, none of them would ever call me that, right? And like, you know, that would hurt me yeah. because I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, as a human being, you can't even pick your own name. Yeah, like, I yeah. think that's the one thing yeah. I should have control over. Of course. Why are my parents, first of all, they should give me a name until like I'm 12. And at 12, I should be able to make this decision. Do I want to keep this thing? Yeah, yeah. Or do I want to be called something else? Because yeah. like, that's the one thing that's mine. And um, so that was the hardest, that was the hardest part, but even I stuck through it. And until now, my mom will call me disco. No shame, no problem, because the respect is there that like, it wasn't just uh, a gimmick, you know what I mean? And it's something that I embodied. And the best part about changing my name was that I now have to hold myself accountable for everything I do. Because no matter what you do, you're only going to know this one disco. And so if I screw you over, if I'm an asshole, you're never going to forget. And that will always stay with me. Yeah, you're right. And so because of that, that's why I loved it so much is I I held myself accountable. And I knew, I was like, yo, you have to be a good person. Whether you like it or not, bro, you have to be good. Yeah. Okay. And so now I smile every day, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. And I love it. And I think that's amazing, right? That that transformation. And and although like the people closest to us, like our family and friends, they didn't want to quote unquote buy into that yep. to the change into the person you were going to become that you didn't you didn't let the opinions of other hold you down no you stayed true to yourself and you kept pushing forward and you said something holding yourself accountable that's exactly right like yep. that's now your name this yep. is now your image this is your brand you're accountable to no one except for yourself right no man and that's so motivating you know and again i understand that 
if you came to me at 22 or 23 years old, none of this conversation would ever oh, come out yeah, of my mouth, yeah, okay? Yeah. So that's why I also do believe that, uh, uh, I don't believe in the concept. I don't even believe in the phrase of the word change. I don't. I don't believe in that because that just means that you're <laughs> trying to be something that you're not. Okay. But I believe that when we're when we're younger, we do upgrade our, mm. our everything else okay. in our lives. Okay. And that's and I believe that that needs to be the focus of uh, of society. You know, we put so much pressure on changing or like you know you're dating someone, you're like, why don't you change? Why don't you? Become yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and it's like. And then there's so much resentment behind the word change because someone will look at themselves and be like, but I don't, I like who I am. Yeah. And you put this pressure of the word change on someone and, it, and it's totally incorrect. And, and so if we just changed even that phrase to yeah. something like upgrade, like and it's that. like, yo, I'm still a MacBook, just my Pentium <laughs> is higher and I have more RAM, but it's the same computer, yeah. you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and, and with that being said, why would you want to go through life having the same operating system forever? Yeah. Like how do you, why do you want to be so old and outdated and yeah, yeah. slow, bro? No, get with the times. You want to you know? upgrade. You exactly. want to upgrade. You always want to upgrade yourself. So, so that's just another concept that, again... Go, forcing myself to go through this change of, of becoming disco and uh, and really understanding that like okay you know what you're gonna try to make the smallest difference possible because my my goal is not to make a global difference but but look how far I've been able to come just by making little differences yeah. you know what I mean and that to me is the most impactful thing that I know I can do yeah. so I'm not here to change the world but I can at least change the, this guy's day today yeah why don't i just huge start one, that, by one, right? one by one one by one start with that yeah so you sold cars for quite a long time tell everyone what do you do now so you alluded a little bit to it about you know remax yeah and things like that but like what are you doing now like entrepreneurship absolutely you're deeply rooted in that yeah it's who you are but what do, what do you do? do? What do you yeah, do? you know, I still wake up every day and I'm like, how am I going to get paid today? <laughs> That's my life. That, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm 100% an entrepreneur yeah. still to that yeah, point, yeah. you know? But um, so what happened is my entire life, I was always good at two things, sales and obviously marketing. And um, the problem was, is that I was always working for people who never appreciated my sales or my marketing. <sighs> Appreciate so, people, you know, right? Like, It's so weird because <sighs> I look back at the dealerships that I did work for and like, I was insane. Like, I was the best human they had in that place yeah. in terms of like the energy I would give their clients and how happy I would make people like they, I know I should have been getting paid extra just for that <laughs> but it was almost like they resented how weird I was instead and couldn't embrace it right and and again I believe everything happens for a reason so when I left the car business I really had no clue what I wanted to do but I know myself and I knew that if I had stayed in the car uh, in the car business making great money driving beautiful cars and just having that quote-unquote good life that yeah. good instagram life yeah yeah um, i love that right yeah. the good polished <laughs> yeah. instagram yeah, social yeah. media life i could have sold that easily <laughs> being in the car business um i knew i would never achieve anything i ever wanted to because it was yeah. too easy it was too comfortable and i'm the type of person that if i want something i have to put myself in an uncomfortable situation yeah i have yeah. to light that fire under my own oh, butt yeah. that's the only way i can do it so i just quit and i, I didn't know what i was gonna do and um long story short i ended up uh starting with a small Canadian startup. I sacrificed so I read I started reading books like and in, I never read books in my adulthood and in my 30s once I wanted to once I left BMW was the last dealership I worked at I was like okay like I should read books because I know they help people yeah so I'm like let me figure out and, and I did I, disco you're talking to a teacher right? a right. former teacher yeah. <laughs> Just... <laughs> right so I read books and I was like oh my god like these are and by reading books I did audiobooks <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah huge I still I do those as well. You know, the beauty of audiobooks is um, they're people they are very underrated because when you read a book, you are really only taking in your understanding of the book. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. That might be, it's like reading a text message. Mm -hmm. If you send me a text message, oh, I, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how you meant to send that text. That's why half exactly. the problem, people fight all the time yeah. because of a text message. Yeah. So even with the book, the audio book, yes, it's because I don't like reading a book, but being able to hear the way an author yes. wanted to put out their content to me was so impactful. Yeah. And I think that that's also why it gave me so much motivation and courage than having to read these words to myself yeah. and really try to get the feel for what they were saying, yes. right? So FYI, audiobooks, uh, <laughs> totally audible. Just download the app to get a free book. Like, it's totally <laughs> worth it. Um, so I started reading books to give me motivation and courage to be like, okay, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I have no clue how to do anything by myself. And that's wickedly scary. Like, yeah. entrepreneurship is scary, right? You said something like there's massive discomfort in leaving a quote unquote secure job. It's it's crazy uncomfortable. 100% it is. Like, right? Like even especially when you're like at that time I want to say 32 or 33 and have no like family support in the sense that like my parents don't have money or anything like yeah, that. Like yeah. I had no support. Yeah. I have just whatever my savings were. And it's not like I cared about savings a lot when I was yeah. li living my good life. You know what I mean? I thought I was going to keep getting paid. And um, and so, so yeah, with all that added pressure, and I'm 30-something, so in my immigrant parents' eyes, I should have been married and had the kids And 18 now, kids, you know and yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm nowhere close to anything I should be doing. And that's also why I was like, okay, so i got to do this because uh, not no one else is doing it, especially, yeah. like, at my age at that time. None of my friends were. Everyone was settled except me. And um, so I was like, yeah, I need to figure out what I'm going to do. I got an opportunity to start with a, uh, a Canadian startup and they had this amazing product. And, um, and I was like, okay, you know, like this is my calling after all reading all these books about taking opportunities and like, you know, maybe you don't see what you're going to get into now, but you got to think about the long term and blah, 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 blah. Yes, yes. So this, and one day literally <laughs> a man walked into my life with like this product and he was so upset and he didn't know what to do or how to sell it. And I saw the product. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like. Yeah, I could totally do this. I've never done this this industry before, but I could totally do this. Long story short, about eight months later, walks into my house and he says, sorry, man, I can't pay you anymore. I, I lost everything. I got screwed over. Oh, I was like, like literally had no money to pay rent. Nothing. Wow. Okay? wow. Because this whole time I had gone into this business with the intent that I'm going to help him make this pop. And when it pops, we're going to be successful. Yeah. I took this product to levels that this guy could not even imagine. Yeah. That at the end of it, he's like, he thought he could do it himself and just took me oh, right no. under. And I was like, this didn't actually happen to me. And at the time, I had a roommate where I was living. And the roommate witnessed the whole thing. And, like, his jaws were, like, to the ground. He's like, yo, that, what? What do you mean? Like, so, and I put my whole life into this product. So anyone that knew me at that time knew that I was only talking about this product 24-7. Yeah. And everyone loved me for what I was doing because the product was really good. And yeah. obviously, I'm not mentioning or talking about what the product was because I don't care. Um, but you're not letting it hold you down. But I'm not. You know, yeah. and the crazy part was is that in that moment where, where literally that happened and my life again got flipped, turned upside down yeah. now because I'm like, I just left the car business. I had my savings. I sacrificed this whole time. And now he's gone and I have no more savings. I'm like, what What? What do you mean? Like, now yeah. what am I going to yeah. do? So I just went into depression like most people do, you know? And that was the um, that was the most challenging part because now I'm 34 and now I'm even worse off than when I was 33. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this can't be it. This can't be it. And so what happened, like... I'm lucky that I did have one or two people that that constantly did believe in my in my existence and wouldn't let me 
totally beat myself up but like it was really really bad in the sense that i was just so embarrassed that i would attach my name now that no one ever forgets yeah. this product that i've been trying so hard and now one day i can't even explain to them yeah. why i don't even belong there anymore literally when someone walks into your house one day and says sorry i can no longer pay you can you please give me all the product and he leaves i'm like this was from a movie this wasn't real life this yeah. and so like what am i gonna do go on facebook and say sorry guys i got screwed over oh poor me this that i couldn't bring myself my pride couldn't even bring myself to let other people know that like yo wow look yeah. what just happened yeah. to me you know and i don't want people to feel sorry for me like that at all um because i also knew i'm like this is the messed up person i am i'm like you know what thank God this happened to me and not someone I know because how the hell would they be able to handle it, yeah. you know? Even going through depression, even being upset, I'm always like, yo, at least it happened to me because I know somehow I'll come back to quote-unquote normal at the very least. But I also know a lot of people that if they got hit this hard, they may not be able to come back from something like that. You're right. And um, and so that was really important to me. That was my motivating factor to be like, okay, bro, you're going to tell the story. At least you're going to survive. Like, don't give up. You're going to survive. Ended up meeting Gary Vee randomly. No way. So one of my buddies that uh, that really had my back and tried to make sure that uh, I was okay every day um, ended up buying tickets to go to this conference, Haste and Hustle. Last year it was at the Sony Center. And um, he bought me a ticket. We went there. And before the event, you can go meet up at like some, it was some random spot downtown Toronto where you can go enter your name in for a draw. They're picking out like 30 people or 100 people max, I would say. Uh, to win a pair of Gary Vee's new shoes that were launched that day from K-Swiss and an opportunity to meet him to get it signed after the conference. I'm a huge Gary Vee fan, by the way. Like the past like few months, someone had actually like was like, hey, you know what? You need to check him out, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he's saying a lot of things that yeah. like kind of line up with that how you are. And I was like, yeah. and so I got, I, I went down that rabbit hole. Probably when was it? Early to mid December. That's awesome. insane. So that's cool. So sorry. No, yeah, man, yeah, no, that's no, crazy. No. So, uh, so I go to Hasten Hustle. We go to this conference. Um, it was awesome. Met so like I just just taking in the whole like motivational speaking, not just motivational speaking, but he's also learning about entrepreneurship. Hasten Hustle is all about for entrepreneurs. Half the people I met were real estate agents. Um, so uh, and I knew that I was always like very very creative, and I wanted to start a company where I can just help other people with sales and marketing. Love it, love it. Because I don't, I'm very good at sales and marketing. That's all it is. I just don't have money. That was the only thing yeah. at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and always had a passion for people. You know what the funny thing is, is that in all that depression and all that um, messed up life that I had when the guy walked out on me, this was in October, it was year four of my disco donates. So th- what I do is every holiday season is I have a thing with, it. We just started with one Starbucks in Aurora, that I was just friends with this one Starbucks in Aurora. And one, and one winter time I was like, guys, can I just come and like put a box in your Starbucks so that people can just donate stuff to it and then I can just donate it on their behalf or whatever. And they're like, yeah. And this was like now five, six years ago. And then so what happened was it went from one store to like eight stores. And then this past thing, it was like up to 30. Oh, <laughs> stores out of nowhere. So I saw that. Yeah. I, I think that was it. I think that was, I was like, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what is going on yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. this guy yeah. who's going into Starbucks and yeah. having people like donate? donate and stuff. I think that's when I fell down the disco rabbit yeah, hole. I was like, yeah. I need to know more about yeah. this guy. So yeah, so and like, and I'm a nobody, guys. Like, there's nothing. This is just proof about just taking initiative, right? So like, I didn't, I didn't use, I didn't, I was nothing. I was a car salesman that I went to Starbucks all the time. I became friends <laughs> with the people at Starbucks and just asked them if I could put a box there. Yeah. But because of the impact it had with the community, oh, that's another thing we can easily talk about. The, and I'll just say one thing: the thing about 
what we do and how hard we try to at least show people how cool it is to be kind because I feel like that's what we do. Um, all people want is a channel to be kind as well too. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? And just by providing that box, yeah, I let everyone yeah, else yeah. actually show who they actually are. You know, people yeah. want to give. People do want to yeah, be nice. You're right, you're right. But if we leave it up to governments, they'll never uh, give you the open door to do it. How do we not have a volunteer day where everyone in society has to go out and volunteer? It makes absolutely no sense to me. Like, how is that a, not a logical thing for us to be doing in 2019? How is helping each other not a thing that's made a thing like that we have to be doing? Why is it that random people have to go and create these initiatives? You know, yeah. it's so, so weird. So anyway, even in all that depression, I have nothing, no place to live, no nothing. And I'm still going and I collect these boxes. I can't swear. Yeah. I collect these boxes and I'm putting it together. And bro, I'm like crying because yeah. like it's so overwhelming the amount of work. I failed arts and crafts. I hate doing anything that has to do with it. And at this point, I have to put together 13 or 17 stores that was at that time. And I'm trying to put all that stuff together. And I'm like, you know, the irony in what I'm doing right now in building these boxes for, like, the people less fortunate. And I'm like, I could totally be receiving everything that these people put in this box. I'm like, yeah, I yeah. could use that stuff too, man. And I still had to go and donate that stuff. And I did it with pride. And I was so happy to do it. But it also goes to show that, like, there's no excuse, you know, for, for anything. Doesn't matter how bad of a situation I was in. Like, it's so easy to help somebody else. So easy to help other people and just make them smile, right? Anyway, went to this conference. Conference was like in February now. So in October, life falls apart. The winter time, winter's just so depressing in Canada. It's not even funny. <laughs> so having nothing and being winter time in Canada is ultra depressing. <laughs> and being in your 30s and being single. Oh my God. Like I'm telling you, I got hit with the worst possible thing. So I, if I can come out of this situation, there's nothing that can hold me back, right? So then in February, I go to Haste and Hustle with my buddy. Um, we're sitting there halfway through the conference. My phone goes off and it's like, oh, congratulations, you've won. And I'm like, no way. Yeah, yeah. I look at him. He's looking down on his phone. He's showing me. He won too. I'm like, no way. We both won. That's amazing. There's at least 3,000 people there. So it's not, I know it's not like one of these things where like everybody won. Yeah. So uh, we both won. Awesome. Conference is done. We go to the, I forget. It was, it's a six shoe store downtown. Everyone knows. But I forget what it's called right now off the top of my head. Um, we go there, we pick up the shoes, case with shoes. Then we go back to this other um, location that they that they message you to go. And it's about like 100 people there. You wait in line and you have an opportunity to go meet uh, Gary V. No. So I have that video as well too. Yeah, I, right. I go and meet Gary V for like two seconds. He came out with this book that day. He came out with the shoes. So he signed everything for me, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I talked to him and I'm like, Gary, I, I don't want anything from you. I don't, there's nothing motivational I need. I just want to let you know that I appreciate everything you do, and I'm gonna start a company just based on love. I don't know what it's gonna be and what it's gonna do, but whatever it is, it's gonna be love, and I'm just gonna put that out there, and I think that's like, that's my thing, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, gonna yeah. sell. And obviously he was just like, yo, that's awesome, that's amazing, you're gonna do well, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And so that's it, man. It was literally like the next day that like One Love Company like took off, One Love Sales and Marketing, it actually happened, and okay. I totally believed in myself. And so now I'm just like an independent sales and marketing guy, everything like I shoot I did a like a commercial for K-Swiss you know like and I, I've done things now in the past year that I never thought I could do I always knew actually I could do it but never thought I'd have the opportunity so now we do every t all types of like video video yeah. marketing all that fun stuff and then uh, I did my podcast as well too last year and I'm the go big or go home type of guy and so I did like 160 episodes in like eight I months, saw that you know yeah I, mean? I saw yeah, that yeah, I was yeah. like so what I that's insane yeah that so again I was just like you know I needed this like revitalization of myself. So just like you, I'm like, I'm going all out. Let's do this business podcast, whatever we can do. Let's make this happen. Yeah. 
And it was still like, it's still been a very rough road. Oh, huge. Uh, trying to make it to where I'm at. Because I still, like I said, I wake up today still like, okay, how am I going to make money today? I don't know how I'm going to make money. So, you know, I, I got this from quite a number of agents being like, oh, you know, what I'm doing currently on social media and everything. Oh, you know, it must be so easy. Like if someone goes on your Instagram account. <laughs> I love it. Right? Yeah. They go on your Instagram account. Like yeah. it's legit. Yeah. Like you have a wicked following. Yeah, like, and I'm not talking like you know the, I the, the thousands guy. of people. But it's but <laughs> yeah. you know what's interesting? It's it's interesting when I because I pay attention. You pay attention to people. Yeah. I pay attention to people. And it's interesting when I see someone who has like 25, 35, 40,000 followers. Yeah, and then they have seventy one likes. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, and I'm just like, mm, I know it's easy to buy, Very. but it's engagement though, right? 100%. You have wicked engagement. So you it may it may look easy, right? It may look like you were on. It, it, it's been an easy path for you. But you said it. It's a struggle. Like, you wake up in the morning, you're like, I need to eat. I need yeah, to, yeah. like, pay my bills 100%. and stuff like that. What keeps you going? Like, what what, what keeps you going? Like, what what, what prevents you from going back your to a six-figure so salary, funny. a six-figure salary, yeah. driving nice cars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And having a good life. Right? Because right? um, that's a cars, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love it. Friends. I have a group of friends. <laughs> So funny, I sell cars for 10 years. I have a group of friends. I don't know. I don't want to change oil. My friends know everything about cars, yeah. but I try to get them to build a relationship with you. You, yeah. wouldn't to, you wouldn't even want to talk to them, my friends. Got it, got it. Losers, got it. no. Um, but, uh, but that was the difference. I was amazing with people. Yeah. Like, I love people, right? Yeah. Um, oh, it shows. Like, it shows. Well, like, this is, the, this is the first time we met. First time we met. I feel like met. I've known you for like almost 40 years of my yeah, I'm life. I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm so happy. But, but that's just it. And I know that um, when Michael Jackson passed away and Prince passed away, I'm like, yo, where's the love in this world? Yeah, you know, yeah. like um, the cool thing about people growing up today, like your kids, for example, yeah. they're blessed with the technology that like we didn't have to go through. We had so much ghettoness growing up <laughs> that like we had to wait so long before we got what they got. Right. But they're growing up into it. Yeah. But with that being said, the only thing that this society is going to lose out on, in my opinion, is is I know people are going to hate this, but is art. Um, the type of art that we experience growing up because mm. I feel like every even art today is so based on technology okay. like even the, the music is so digital yeah, now you yeah, know what yeah. I mean it's not as raw the art we see like on Instagram we see on Facebook yeah I created that in an app or on Photoshop yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> it's not about how well someone can just naturally paint anymore or something like that Yeah. and, um, and so you know I just know that uh because I don't have anything I should have at my age, that there's a reason why I was, I don't know, meant to do something a little bit different or something a little bit more special. And I don't even have an end game. So I don't even know what it is I want out of life. And so I'm just gonna be that guy that like, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing and see what happens. Which is why I don't have a girlfriend, because why would you commit to that? (laughs) You will, my friend, you will. I'm sure they're like banging at your door to get in. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please stay tuned for part two next week. As always, be great, be kind, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.